0: This is CliffCentral. dot com. Ah, uh, ah, uh, smack it in the air, yo, yo. I like y'all say, oh, uh, smack it in the air, oh, smack it, smack it. If y'all could see how I'm smacking it right now, mm. y'all know it's your girl. Yeah, it's me, Jimmy. me. now? Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Ow! I uh-huh, hope you care, Yeah, I'm on that y'all say tip. Welcome, welcome, y'all, to sipping tea on Cliff Central. Yeah, I'm, with, I'm your girl. Said it once, I'ma say it again. It's me. Ooh, so exhausting. How do people do that? How do people continue with their Fake accents and their twings, it's exhausting. Sheesh, how's it, everybody? OMG, I hope you guys are great. Um, thanks for being around, guys. Thanks, thanks for, for sticking around. Thanks for you know keeping me in the top 10 most downloaded podcasts. Um, here at cliffcentral.com. Y'all rock, man. Y'all got data. Y'all are right. Y'all are eating. <laughs> You guys must be part of the privilege of this country, and I've begun going through all my accents. I would like to think I've now spoken in three different accents, right thank was I three was that four I think I've spoken three and a half different accents. Ah, it's me to remember like a sipping tea with you guys today. I haven't been well I haven't been well um it's very weird um i've 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 had a I've had a runny tummy and griping for. About five days now, which of course by now it's, it's, a, it's a problem that needs a doctor. So I went and I saw the doctor. And I think the most surprising, well, it wasn't that surprising, but it was surprising. Thing to hear was that stress was a contributing factor to everything that's going on with me. Because I felt like my body was turning on me, right? Because I was, I was developing a boil under my arm. I had the diarrhea. My shoulders were tight. I didn't even realize my chest was tight. Until the doctor made a joke, I tried to laugh and like breathing in, she literally noticed that I, it was labored. And she's like, girl, well, she didn't say it like that, but the spirit of it. <laughs> and she, she literally just told me, um, I can spend as much money as I want on meds, but until I get my stress in check, I'm going to keep going back. So I'm learning things about stress here, but it's hard not to be stressed guys. I mean, it's nice to try and live in a bubble and it's try. It's nice to try and be like, yeah, oh, but Essay is so great. Let's just have a good time. We all love each other anyway. But we have problems and we have problems that really, if, if we keep sweeping them under the carpet and deciding, no, let's rather have a tequila and forget about it. It's all just going to fester and, and become ugly. I mean, and it's always the kind of things that just piss me off because I'm going, how is this still a thing? After a penny, did we not agree? that no, stupidity like this is unacceptable. Every village must handle its idiot. Every village must handle its idiots. Because if there's one thing I've picked up about my people of the soil, is that when one of us says something out of line, we jump on that mother effer. We are on you. We are on you. We resolve you. But I'm starting to feel like no. And I'm not quite getting... Enough of the same coming from the opposite camp. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to be controversial. If I'm losing you today because you're going, but teams, I thought we were people. Oh my God. Then fine. Stop listening. But I just feel like, you know, I was watching, I was watching, huh? Hey, Education. I was watching on the, on, on, on the YouTube. I was, I was, I was, uh, checking out that speech. That beautiful speech by Jesse Williams uh, at the BET Awards. And, you know, things like that, like the awards and whatever, that's where you're supposed to go to have your head stuck up your own ass, to go, everybody must just go feel special because everybody's special. And then we award the ones who are more special than the special, right? And then this guy says a speech that I am, to be honest, I will not lie. as I've never felt like I can... Relates to African Americans, honestly. Outside of okay, we seem to be generally oppressed by the same <laughs> people, but it it just I did not relate because when for the most part when I've met African Americans, uh, the sense I get is they still that there's that, that, a sense of their our struggle is not the same. They are above us somehow, you know. I don't know, you know. It's, it's just it's just my I'm not I'm not generalizing, but the experience I've gotten is that they. There's a little bit of a superiority complex, um, so I never felt like we are in the same boat. But this man speaks after winning, and I go, man, you can't listen to a speech like this once and not revisit it for yourself. And I so, so I, I I jotted down. There's a lot in there that I took, but I jotted down some things which got me thinking about us at home here and our issues. Now, the reason I opened by speaking about the Penny Sparrow thing was because I saw the rant by the lady who had been, who had just had a smash and grab happen to her. And much as I understand an angry rant, when I was hijacked, we were, what, what um point I, because in, in a podcast of ours, we spoke about when we were hijacked. And what we didn't talk about was that it, it, uh, it turned out the guys who had hijacked us were Mozambican, right? And at no point did we make their foreignness a thing. It was the issue itself. So the way this woman went on a rant where she wasn't now just attacking the criminals, but she was attacking the cops and she was attacking a race tells you that she has a problem with the race. I'm sorry. We've all experienced crime. It was not an excuse for me to then go and, 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 and be belittling to anyone. Okay, We all react to stress differently, right? But it did get me thinking that as as, as black people, we have been way too freaking apologetic for being anger angry. You see, this woman was unapologetic about her anger. This woman was unapologetic about her anger, yet when black people are genuinely and, and 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 correctly so pissed off. When they have chips on their shoulders, they are made to fucking apologize before they even finish the event. And I have a problem with that. We are done apologizing, guys. Because the one thing that stabbed me deep in my heart was when this man said the burden of the brutalized is not to comfort the bystander stop that We do too much to go. I want to talk about apartheid. But no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to say you. No, no, no. I'm not saying your family. No, no, no. I'm not saying you're implicated. If you're a beneficiary of the privilege that comes with the history of this country, you are fucking it, Baba. Whether you chose to be or not, accept it, embrace it, and decide what it means for you as a person right now and what you're going to do about it. Do not make me apologize for being aware of it. Do not make me apologize for being aware of it and for bringing it up and for saying, but please make a note of of this thing, you know, I was speaking to friends of mine about parts of this country that are just, they, they, they messed up, bruh. we our own people have literally shat all over something that freedom has says, we're giving you this thing. It's yours, but you know why? If you've never had that thing before, and even if, if I'm handing you something that's already a finished product, you didn't build it, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you know, you didn't add to its aesthetic, uh, beauty, you didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't contribute to the soul of this place. But you're going, oh, you're free now, you can have it. When I look at it, I see blood, sweat, and tears of people who involuntarily made that thing what it is. I see a reminder. Of everything you are, that I will never be, and therefore I piss all over it. Because we were talking about the difference between when you go into some of these um, these slums and 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 you know these these peri-urban areas where people are not taking care of themselves, and then you look at the rurals where these people live in literally a mud hut. But it is clean, not a bit of dust, nothing. When you arrive, you're welcomed with a clean cup of water. There is tea. There is pride in their place. You can even sit outside because people care so much about where they are and they have such ownership of what they have that they even sweep the sand. Like the sand is swept. It's neat. Where there's no grass, they're, 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 you you don't just find dust and debris. You find that, no, it's part of my yard. This is part of my ground. It's mine. I love it. I take care of it. So if people do not love a thing, it's because they don't identify it as theirs. I used to work in schools uh, a few years back when I was starting out in my career and I noticed the best run schools were the ones where the community themselves were involved in the building of these schools. They were involved in the feeding schemes behind the schools. If the, if the schools were getting computers, the, the, the school would go out, the principal would go out and tell the young men of that side or, or, or the, the parents and be like, hey, we have computers in there so hey, it's our computers. Hey, Can we make sure that they stay safe? Can we make sure these things never get stolen? And And they do that with pride. They take care of their own. So I'm saying, before people start making sweeping statements, can we just take a moment? Because I get very upset. I get very upset because I'm like, I'm a young person. I'm a comedian. I have to jump on the stage. I have to say some shit. And then sometimes I have to go, oh my God, I'm going to get up there and say some stuff. And then all I'm going to do is spark anger. Is it worth it? You know? Yet I was listening to this man, Jesse, talk about comprehension over career. What the hell am I learning actually? Am I just enjoying once in a while opening a newspaper and then finding some stuff to go and make fun of when I get on the stage? Or am I saying by doing stand-up, I'm learning a lot about what South Africans are willing to laugh at and are not willing to laugh at. What are we ready to laugh at and why aren't we ready to start laughing at certain things? And am I out there just to offend and get paid? Or am I out there to make people laugh but hope that they walk away thinking about what they were laughing about and why they found it funny? Does it change anything about the way they think? You know, because I've shared one of my most favorite moments uh, after I did did a stand up show was when uh, a a middle aged uh, um, came up to me and he said to me, you know, to me. Yeah, I I felt a little guilty eh, in your in your show. No, it's a good thing. I should feel guilty. It was fucking snacks. I was fucking snacks. But I felt a little bit guilty. And it meant so much to me because the fact that he said he should feel guilty was enough for me. He wasn't saying, yeah, apologize. How can you say that about my people and what we've done? We know what you've done. Stop reminding us. You understand? So that's why I get angry when people still think their racist runs are okay. Then a man of the cloth, a man of God. <sighs> now, people, there are things I take personally. Okay. First of all. I have big issues with church for many different reasons. First of all, there is the fear mongering that I cannot stand about certain churches where you go there not out of a love of God but out of a fear of God because you're being told about how you can have money, you can have security, you're being offered things and you're afraid of being left destitute if you don't keep going to this place. Then there are those where they will say homophobic shit all the time and think it's okay and have a problem with that. Because last time I read the Bible, Jesus came here for the sinners. So if you're standing there, standing all holier than thou in your damn cloth and think it's okay to hate monger, in the name of God, you piss me the fuck off. And then you have a priest who carelessly, carelessly goes and uses a black white example and brings in white privilege and white and wealth into it no say i do not need to have been sitting in your sermon i even could not care less what your point was you know because i'm going to you, everything i'm saying today you have to understand is born out of a certain guilt anger shame joy and fear that came out of listening to that one man's speech okay and one of the things he said was, if you have no interest in the equal rights of black people, then do not make suggestions to those who do. Sit down. Yeah? He said if you have a critique for our resistance, then you better be, have an established record of critique of our oppression. So before... You start say, Hey, I'm so proud of these black business owners, yeah, because they are supporting the economy. And you black people who are saying, Hey, the whites have the money, you want to take the money, you want to spread the wealth across. No, go and work hard. Say, Mr. Andre Olivia, say, me, I'm going to ask one question. Say, do you understand apar- apartheid and where it began? Have you read any of the writings? So called academic. Writings that were behind apartheid before it even became a, a thing. eh yeah? when it was still segregation, when it was still nice. When it's not just had segregation next to it, nice and safe. Before we got into this thing that became institutionalized, my good say. Okay, forget reading, say. Forget reading. Let us talk about education. Let us talk about a government that at one point said, Oh, we cannot let black men watch karate films. Because there was communist agenda in some of those, or or the propaganda and and, you know underlying storylines in those movies, and they said no, a a, a grown black man's brain is the equivalent of a white nine-year-old, a a white nine-year-old male's mind. That's what they equated it to. They said a fully grown, fully developed male black mind is equal to that of a nine-year-old white boy. Now you come and tell me, say how people who were born out of that system, who begot other people through that system. Today, this hard work you're talking about, tell me your definition of hard work according to you and your definition of hard work according to them. And you tell me, sir, how your people who were able to get jobs and land on those jobs and become managers of people who had... Probably the same exact kind of learning with them, but they were white. Né? And then they would then study while they were in those jobs. Say, how are those people and their hard work? Not the same as the hard work of the guy who only finished in standard two because his mother had, 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 his father disappeared to the mines. His father had to take care of them. They could only take him as far as standard two because that's how apartheid rolled. And then he couldn't maybe he was even a freaking genius, but he couldn't get into a good school. He had to stick into the Bantu education system. Say. And then he worked as hard as he could and he was limited he was just limited to what he can do with his hands and to men to to, to menial labor. He was never put in any place where he can think beyond where he is. Say, you tell me how that is not a hard worker. Say I'm angry. Me, I'm angry. Me. I hate anything that is hate in the name of something as beautiful as religion because I've always understood religion to be something that helps humanity find itself, helps humanity center itself, helps humanity quiet itself. When you start bringing race into a space like that, that in my view is sacred, say, I take it personally. And for anyone who can support this and try and defend it, shame on you. Shame on you on you that's all i gotta say because people can say things like this and apologize in one sentence let me say what she said today on this station i'm gonna have to spend the rest of my career explaining why i had to say that no i'm tired guys jesus can you all just admit it now we are angry we have race issues and we all need to sit together and just bash it out my god how long are you going to keep going around and round in this racist freaking circle it's exhausting. Because I believe, honestly, if you want to move into a, a racial society, into a non-racial society, into whatever you're trying to create, fine. You cannot sweep shit under the carpet. Then it means you are saying, instead of trying to go around this thing, I am going to go through it. I am not going to try and take shortcuts around it. Mandela was a nice and safe shortcut for white people. Yes, I said it. He was a nice, comfortable shortcut because he came out with, ha, but let's be friends. Ha, let's talk about it. Ha, let's just find other ways other than killing each other. Do you know what you've got now? Residual anger that nobody got to vent. That's what you've got, my friend. And I'm saying, what do we do about it now? I'm not saying let's go out and kill people. I'm not saying let's go and take away farms from people because then that's stupid. Oh, you want to talk about farms, by the way, because this is another conversation that has actually upset me. Guys, at any point, I will speak from any perspective, okay? I have family and friends who are white. And we have and debate these conversations all the time. Same thing with blacks of who are South African and foreign blacks. I'm talking blacks from outside this country who actually don't understand what the hang-up is over race in this country. And then a smackling, speck- which I have to mention, at this, then there's a spattering of, of Zimbabwean uh, friends who just go, but we don't understand how it is that you guys are still allowing white people to run your mind. And when they say white people, please as a white person, don't run away, be offended, and say, ah, we're being accused. They are talking about that, that system of, of having them still standing over us is still there where everything we do has to, is in reference to white, white, white. And they're going, we don't get it, guys. How can you not just do you? In fact, I believe if this, if this government really cares about this country, I believe maybe we must just buy the entire black population France Fanon's black skin, white masks. Let's just take everything a step at a time and let's all just try and understand our feelings, where we're coming from, and then be able to move forward. That's where my anger is coming from. Whew, I even lost my train of thought now. So, I, I, and, so and, and, like I said, at any point, I will speak from the perspective of everyone, right? Because even as a, as, a, as, a, as a young black lady, I, I, I consider myself a liberal. Otherwise, my house wouldn't be the United Colors of Benetton every once in a while with everybody from different ba- backgrounds. But sometimes you need to just own your space, own how you get to enjoy the privilege of being where you are, own what it means to be surrounded by the people you are. You know, one of the deepest things I ever heard from 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 an old guy was when he was talking about um why after 20 years or so of freedom, it would seem our country is so slow to get anywhere because of corruption, because of people halfway there deciding to fill their own pockets instead of uh, supporting other people. And, and he's like, why, why, why do people, we're talking about why do people still have struggle mentality? And he said, here's the thing about a goat. And again, I'm going back to, if people really want to understand the institution of the oppression of apartheid, it's, it's a mental thing. Bob Marley put it best emancipate your mind we need to emancipate the freaking mind because he said if you take a goat and you tie it around a pole with a short string and it walks around in circles in that string when you untie that thing that goat doesn't run away it keeps moving within that that circumference do you understand guys do you understand that people's minds are trapped, and this is not just black people; this is white people as well, which comes out in people's rants, which comes out in people's faux pas, and you realize that this thing of people getting over apartheid is not just the eh, black people stop making apartheid an excuse; it's white people stop making apartheid an excuse to be ignorant, stop letting it. Stop letting that position of privilege that you come from. Stop letting that position of superiority. Self, by the way, self-given superiority. Don't let that inform how you treat other people. We are past this shit right now. We need to be rebuilding a country, guys. We are faced right now with a government that really seems to to completely disregard the law and its people. We need to be standing united at these things. This black white fight is stupid and exhausting yet necessary. We need to find a new way of doing this thing. We cannot have people losing it on social media. We cannot have people in what they call the house of the Lord be preaching bullshit. I don't care what your point was, sir. I'm sorry. You do not. And don't come and tell me you have money because of hard work. You have money because if you're running a race and you were given a, an hour head start and I was told, okay, you can go and I'm not wearing sneakers, you are. You've been given water. I wasn't. You've been allowed to practice on a treadmill. I've never touched a treadmill. And you got to have a good night's rest before that. I had to go and fetch river uh, water down at the river there uh, and then uh, make sure my, my children are fed and then try and get there on time. And you had a special chauffeur to get you to the starting line. And I had to catch 10 taxis to get to the starting line. Say, fuck your hard work. Central.com. Choice. Sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't. AutoTrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. Auto Trader New Car. The choice is yours. This is CliffCentral.com. Uh. Nina Simone she says to be young, gifted and black your soul's intact yeah yeah man you know what I love is is that when I first listened to that song when um Retini played me that song there's a little preamble where Nina is speaking to her audience, which is obviously mostly white because, well, this is America, and she says, I'm paraphrasing here, but she starts off by saying, um, "You will notice that I'm singing a lot of I'm sending a lot of positive messages to to black people and uh, white people. It's it's not because I'm hating you. It's just because we're ignoring you, <laughs> and I think." That's another thing where I start to go. I understand the white frustration to a degree, to a degree where I go, my being should not be dictated or based on, my blackness should not be dictated by or based on a whiteness. Granted, then without the whiteness, it wouldn't be black, would it? But your sense of identity and who you are cannot be in comparison to or 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 based on the other, you know? We've been othered long enough. Can we stop othering ourselves? Because I feel like then when we start to now, I've covered how every village must take care of its own idiot, ne? So I'm going to ask it again. Please, chastise, chastise, chastise. But I want to speak to my people about the kind of things I'm seeing sometimes on social media. I mean, I I got to see a video um recently of... A a girl fight. Now, girl fights are things you'll see, Vele. I mean, I'm sure across the races you'll see these things. It's just that this one was a A, too close to home. B, one girl's wearing a dress. The other's wearing pants. So the one in the pants literally pulls the other one's underwear out from under her, lifting her dress, exposing her privates. I mean... Who does that? What woman does that to another woman? I understand if you're beating each other up. I get it. I get it. But what has happened to women? What has happened to the nurturers that we, we, we're supposed to be? What happened to the love that women are supposed to just naturally ooze? What happened to that? I, 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 I just, I'm speechless and it's very rare for teams to be speechless. And then to watch how social media responds to it, you know, where I I don't see women going, hey, ladies, if this is how we're treating each other, then we're really in trouble. Where the response is, yo, if you're going to fight, just don't wear a dress. So we're cool with physical fighting. I mean, when I grew up, I remember being told, hey, don't be a strut mate. Only strut mates beat each other up in the streets. Only strut mates get into physical fights. But then I grew up with boys, so I considered myself not a strut mate. I considered myself someone who was just settling beef. Because to be honest, I, I, I do on occasion do feel like me punching a person and me having a five hour long conversation you know the amount of energy spent and the, the, the i don't know i feel like the message gets gets across quicker uh with a with a firm blow to the, but i mustn't encourage violence cuz then some people end up in jail and then i'm in court because yeah but i was listening to tremendous podcast and she she advised anyway yeah so that was my rant for the day guys i was just i was just upset about people not loving themselves and people being angry and ignorant and unapologetic when they should be apologetic and apologetic when they shouldn't be apologetic i mean because you know in fact I've, after today i've decided that i will i'm gonna avoid comments you know when you see a video online and then you make the mistake of going down to the comments or when you read an article and then you make this mistake of going down to the comments and you realize the ignorance continues eh the ignorance continues and Platforms like that are for, for those cowards that I've always spoken about who hide uh, uh um, behind fake avatars. Because I just saw people just... um, and, and it's interesting because the first people to go and be ugly about it will obviously <laughs> be those of non colour. And you're just thinking, why? First of all, you robbed us of a voice. We fought. We've gotten our voice back. Now, you want to cack us out. For having a voice. Slow the fuck down, guys. Slow down. Allow us to enjoy freedom. Please. Cause for me, it is hard. You know, people be like, you oh, teams, you know, it's so easy for you to speak. Cause you know, you're privileged, huh? You're going to do your show. You're going to get out, get into your B-Mac. go to your nice big house and, uh, you live in Okai. And that's not true. I live between the two. I, when I go home, I know that I'm going home to go and use a long drop. I know that I'm going to visit family who I should probably fill their room, their houses with grocery with before I go. I know that there are cousins who I must find out, are they still in school? Are they going to finish school? How much do they need? Do they have the right uniform? You know, what else is still missing? Because you know what? Their families work damn hard. Their families work damn hard, but there's only so much they can do with the kind of education they have and with the kind of the resources they have open to them. Because whether we like it or not, there's also that elite group of black people who are eating on tenders, who are eating on nice life. Some of them are residuals of the few black privileged who got to be educated during the bad old days, and others are those whose parents were connected in the right ways and they're in with the tenderpreneurs and they're in with the people in the government and and that's what they do. They're just living on tenders, you know? So we must also acknowledge that there are black people who exist who make the struggle a fucking joke, who remind me of Ngugi Wationgo's, uh, uh, uh What's it called? Um, a grain, a grain, was it a grain of wheat? A grain of wheat. A grain, a, Duncan is being a, a dwarf because I'm trying to remember the name of the book. I think it was a grain of wheat. And he says a grain of weed because, well, now we know what's on his mind on a Tuesday morning. And. And those are some of the contributing things where then you'll have those people who are still struggling hard even though we claim to be in freedom and they're going, no, 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 no. How is it that you are more free than I am? Because if we speak economically, yes, now I remember the point I was trying to make about uh, wealth redistribution and stuff. Guys, there are some things which are true that happen around us in this country that people don't talk about. And I feel like if we can all just be honest about what's going on and say within my own reality and my own life, this is the contribution I can make so I can sleep better at night so that if anyone has to accuse me of anything, I can pull out my receipt. Then do that. I was horrified to find out this thing because, okay, sorry, my mind is everywhere. The point I'm making is I, I spoke about farms and stuff and I remembered a horrific thing I heard about how... In a certain place in the Eastern Cape, I'm not going to say where because then I'm, I'm, I'm scared someone can be listening and then zero down into who I'd speak, spoken to. But there's a certain place where when this whole land redistribution thing came up, there are people who, and they, as we speak right now, they still own the land. They own a la- the land from where you can see the sign that says, that marks the highway. And it goes all the way into the town. They own that land and it's farming land. And they have this white, this black family that's been working for them for a very long time. They went and said, oh, so this is what's happening. You must come and sign here. We are giving you this land for it's, 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 it's worth two million rand what we're giving you. We're giving you this land. You must just come and sign here. Now they're giving him the land. But remember, he's just a worker. All he understands, he doesn't understand business. He doesn't understand beyond knowing when is the right uh, climate for him to start, you know, with the seedlings, how much to plant, when to come and check, when to sow, wah, wah, wah. He doesn't know how to buy equipment, where to buy equipment, what it's going to cost, all of that. So what does Worm do? Worm says, so sign the contract, it's two million rand. Oh, but you're going to need equipment. So you know what I'm going to do me cause me I'm a good guy, and I know you'll make this money back. I'm going to loan you the money to buy your uh, uh um your land. This guy goes out buys all these tractors and you know the fancy things that you need there for for whatever you need for your farming okay this is This is also a couple of millions worth of 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 things now it takes less than a year for this farm to fall apart because all this worker knows is how when Bas te- brings the seeds that it's time to plant and it's time to get these things done. And remember, he's been working for bus. Now he needs people working for him. So he must pay those people. He must still eat and he must run the fa- the farm. He runs the farm to the ground. Now he's in debt. Why? He owes the same farmer who helped him uh, uh, get all this stuff. In fact, it's not even the farmer. The farmer helped him get a loan, as as they put it, to buy his, his, his stuff. Now this guy loses the farm. It has to be auctioned off. Who buys it at a fraction of what it was apparently sold for? The same farmer. Gets the farm back at a fraction. Gets all of the equipment at a fraction of the price. And says, you know what? I'm sorry this thing failed for you, but you can continue to work for me as a favor from me and I'll pay you what I was paying you before. Now you tell me how that's okay. You tell me how, oh, it's because these people don't want to work hard. Oh, it's because these people let it go, let it go. You have abandonment issues. You know what? On the abandonment issues, do you know why people have abandonment issues? It's called Migrant Laborers Act. It's all, was it micro labor? Was it even an act? Mm. It's the act, it's the people who, the fathers who left, left families to go and make a future for them, got lonely, hooked up with other people in the cities, never went back home. People who were lost in the struggle because they were, went to exile or they were taken by the cops and died in the jails or that nobody actually knows what happened to them because they disappeared. Their remains have never been found. Nobody what happened to them knows what happened to them. Yes, they have abandonment issues. And again, who are you going to blame for that, my friend? Hmm? Who are you going to blame for that? So slow your damn roll before you start talking about things you don't understand. It just, I just feel like everybody needs to stay in their lane in terms of commentary. You know what I mean? I, I really, let's stay in our lanes, guys. Let's stay in our lanes. There is happy news, though. There is happy news. I mean, the. I don't know what's happy in this country. Well, it looks like somebody's going to be paying the money back. Um. So I'm sure uh, EFF is singing, no, no, no. And click click and like. it means, how far did you think you would get for those of my people who don't understand what that song is saying? So that's what they're probably singing. It's exciting for me. Um, It's exciting for me just because I feel like even though a lot of times we see these people uh, almost giving the law the middle finger, we get a sense that the country is not willing to accept. Such behavior, you know, as a country we will not stand for people who are going to think they can do whatever they like in this country. And I think for as long as South Africans, we speak up, we point things out, we challenge them all the time. I think this country has a bright freaking future. We don't have to be angry all the time, guys. We don't have, woo! And there he is, Dr. Kai. Let me pay a little Kai before I sign out. <laughs> Ouse! Ouse! An, eh! No, 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 and like, and like, no, 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 and like, and like, no, 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 and like, put fella guy. Ay, 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 Yeah, man, yeah. Bon, No, I have, I have, I have, I have vented. No, I did let it out me. Yo! I'm even looking myself in the mirror and I'm saying, Murak, you look like a, you have just lost a little bit. Just, I was carrying weight, guys. Yes, feeling good, this thing. Hmm? I, I think even my stomach is settling now. <laughs> um. But yeah, look, in everything I say, if there's one thing, if there's one thing I have upheld, is that when it comes to a people... When it comes to identity and self, guys, I'm all about lifting me up, not putting anyone down. And when it comes to issues of blackness, I will say it now, it's about lifting us up, not pushing anyone else down. But I'm saying we need to have these conversations now because they need to end. Because at some point, all these people who were there Physically, they, during apartheid, whether they were oppressed or oppressing, will all be gone. They'll be gone. What then? Hmm? What then? What are our kids and their kids going to be left having to clean up? What's this mess we're leaving them? That they will barely be able to actually comprehend. Think about it. And what are we doing? Every day, what are we doing? Who are you allowing to say that shit at the braai? And letting them get away with it. Hmm? How many of us, black, white, pink, green, are letting people say highly offensive, highly bigoted things, and we're letting them get away with it in our circles? Because as far as I can tell, a lot of these people who have these sudden blowouts, this racist threats that happens on social media, it didn't start there. They've said it before. It's just that now they've lost it so much. They broke the filter. And then while their internal secretary was going, no, not that one, it was gone. It's out in the universe and you can't take it back. Because that's another thing. Once it has hit digital Baba, it's immortalized. So please, can we all just take a moment to think before we open our mouths? Because <sighs> this is a fantastic fucking country. And I, we together, we actually make beautiful things. We make beautiful music. We make beautiful art. We make a country so many people just want to come to because they cannot believe. You know, I've gone to travel overseas. I've gone to the UK. I've gone to places where I'm telling you these guys will, who have been to South Africa will be always. What their biggest comment is how they've realized we don't just we don't tolerate each other. as said, oh no, that's a that's an Indian dude. That's a, they're like, no, you guys actually live together. You guys actually. Take part in each each other's cultures. This is what was said to me. And it was something that I walked away with with such pride. I was like, yes, it's true. South Africans, we don't just sell a concept of togetherness. We really are. All we need to do is deal with those little things. Guys, cancer is a small thing. Think about it. Cancer, look at how big your body is. Think about the size of tumors. Yet they can end life. Racism is the tumor in the body of this country. And it's up to us to do the most aggressive method ever. And you know aggressive is lose that limb. We need, where we see that this thing has infected, cut, Baba. Get rid of it and treat what is left. Please. I have called my people on their issues. I've called my racists on their racism. I take it upon you to do the same. And I've always been very clear. When I know I'm saying something that's borderline racist, I will own it, but I will not even apologize. And I always make sure I have context and I'll always make sure I'm not encouraging hate. Because I have children. You know, I don't know if if it's because of having given life, you know what it's like to have given life. The idea of anything that takes life away is, it's just, it's atrocious. It's it's disgusting. It's, 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 it's just, it's not a part of my makeup anymore. It's not a part of my reality. And we are talking about things that take life away. So I'm saying own it, man. And I'm not saying white people walk around apologetic. Hell no. Hell no. That you cannot apologize for who you are. You cannot apologize for where you're from. But we will judge you. We will judge you based on whether you are aware of where you are and who you are. And what that means for everyone around you. Please, man. eh? Let's all just love each other. Let's all get along, man. It's that simple. We need to smoke a giant peace pipe. We just need to find the makeup of this peace pipe. And when we smoke this peace pipe, ah, watch what this country can do. We hosted a World Cup by all... Guys, I'm telling you, what we did there was a miracle. I think today, 10 years ago, am I correct? Today, 10 years ago, World Cup. That was us. We did this thing. We came together. We were South African. We were not black. We were not white. We were not colored. We were not Indian. We were South African. Six years ago. Is it six years ago? Why are you saying 10 years ago to me? Six years. Yeah, because I'm like, wait, it can't be 10 years ago because wasn't that 2010? It's not 2020 yet. You confuse me. And I was having such a beautiful rant. Damn it. You killed my flow, bruh. But yes, the point is, it's an anniversary today because I, I woke up and remembered the anniversary. I just didn't know the number of years. I was like, hey, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. I remember this because, you know, for me, it's also how I mark my own progress as a person. Because this is when I still lived in Yeovil. Yeah, I still stayed in Yeovil. I didn't own property. I was still someone who rents. I was driving my little Japanese car. I just had one child at the time. One! I just had one child. It was before the other two. And I remember how there was so much negative feedback coming at us as to why we will never be ready, you know? And the negativity was coming from all races. It, and we all just, when it came crunch time, we were like that family that's been fighting and fighting and now there's a wedding or a funeral and we know that the neighbors are coming and visitors are coming and we don't want to embarrass the family and we all put on our big girl panties and our big boy panties. We came together as a nation and we made magic. Let's make magic, guys. Let's make magic again because I believe in this country as much as I believe in these people. I have done comedy outside this country and this is the one country where I can say with the most confidence and and, and complete knowledge that here the country is open and receptive beyond the call of duty of any audience I've ever met. And for me, it says a lot about the mentality of the country. We're getting there. I'm just saying, eliminate the cancers. Today, I still want to hug a man. Today, I still feel like, yes, I've had my rant that goes across the nation. But I want us to also let us hug a man. Hug a man who takes on his role of understanding that he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was born... With a silver spade in his hand, and he has serious work to do for his country. My name is Tumi Marake. In the worst possible attempt at being deep, let us sip tea again, same time next week. Sharp. This is Cliff